So if you have your Bibles this morning, if you would turn to the book of Daniel, um, chapter 3. Um, and just to give you know, some context before we get, we're going to start at verse 8. So just to give some, some backup, King Nebuchadnezzar, he's made a, a golden image for the people to worship. Um, and he has made a decree that when you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, the string instruments, that you are to bow down and worship the golden image that he has built. And if you are found to not fall down in worship, or if you're seen not falling down and worship the golden image, then you will be thrown into a fiery furnace. So, Daniel chapter 3, starting at verse 8. Therefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came forward and accused the Jews. They spoke and said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and sultry, in symphony with all kinds of music, shall fall down and worship the gold image. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. Verse 12. There are certain Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the providence of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not paid due regard to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the gold image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up? Verse 15. Now if you are ready, at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and sultry, and symphony with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made, good. But if you do not worship you shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? Verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And He will deliver us from your hand, O King. Verse 18. But if not, let it be known to you, O King, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold images which you have set up. Most gracious Heavenly Father, I just thank you for bringing this word to my attention, God. Lord, I thank you for just stirring this word in my spirit, God. May... It be a word for due time and due season, God. May it be a word that is sent straight from you, Father. I'm the vessel of your once inside of me. You come out and you spring forth, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. The title of this message is going to be The Power to Persevere. Uh, the definition of persevere is to continue in a course of action even in the face of difficulty or with little or no prospect of success in spite of difficulties opposition or discouragement it means to endure to hold on to keep going to persist to press on to proceed to pursue 
and to stand firm. So here we are, we have Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They're Jews, but they're obviously, they're in, they're in captivity. But God has given them favor and they've been put in charge to oversee things. And they believe in God. Now, if you go in Daniel 6, it shows even after the king made the decree that for 30 days they should go to no other, no other kings, no other gods to ask for anything. Daniel still said, no, i still got my time. I've got to pray. I've got to do what i got to do. So they were faithful in their faith. They were strong in their faith. They were strong in their belief. So this King Nebuchadnezzar, he's a godless man. He doesn't fear God. He doesn't even know who God is. He has gods, many gods. And so he decides to make a golden image. And he says at the time... He makes the golden image. He's like, you hear this. The sound of music, the heart, the trump, and all this stuff. Then you're supposed to fall down and start worshiping the golden image. And all the people were afraid. Because they knew that he was not a good person. He was not like a nice, friendly dude. So they knew if they didn't do that, that he would throw them in the fire. That I mean, at least he was a man of his word. If he said it, well, he was going to do it. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they're like, no. Uh-uh. We can't do that. We, we're, we're not going to do that. You know, like, whenever you're trying to worship God and you're trying to do the right thing and you're trying to live your life right for God and you're trying to stay in the Word and everything like that, there's always going to be somebody who is jealous of the blessing that you're getting. Not because you're getting it, because they're not. Not, not because you... They think you're. They, they think that you're better than them. They're like, no, I'm better than this person. I should be getting this blessing, not him. And so these these Chaldeans, they see that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and the other Jews, when they hear the sound, they're not falling down and worshiping. But they don't really care about the lower level people, the, the just the regular people. They care about all oh, these guys are in charge. These guys have some status and they have some clout with the king. And even though they're doing work and they've been given a position and they've, they're, they've, they've been given power, even though they're in captivity, they've been given that power from the king and they're not worshiping him. And so they, they, they get this plot and they, they bring them in before the people. And the king says, is it true that you don't Worship my gods that you don't fall down and worship my gold images? Is it true that you're defying my order? That you're not doing what I've told you to do, what I've commanded, what I've declared, what I've decreed for you to do? And he said, I'm going to give you one more chance. And they said, we don't even need it. Don't even waste the breath of the people playing the instruments. Because we're not going to do it. We're going to stand firm in our belief. We're going to stand firm in our faith. And I got to think and I said, how? God, how could they do that? Because like Jesus hadn't come yet. You know, they don't know nothing about Jesus. How? And I began to think, I was like, well, go back. Go back to the beginning. When... Joseph gets to the end with his brothers after his dad died. His brothers are, are scared that, they're, that he's going to kill them now that their dad's alive. And they was like, are you going to kill us for what we did to you? And he said, you intended it for evil. 
but God meant it for good. So they sing, okay, God was with Joseph. And they go a little bit further. The children of Israel, they're in Egypt, and God brought them out of Egypt. So they knew that he was faithful to bring them out and faithful to keep. And even though they wandered around in the desert for 40, 40 years, they finally got to the promised land. And I was like, they knew that he had been so faithful in the past to the people, to the children of Israel, to the Jews. That's how they could stand firm. And I wonder, can we persevere? Are we so groomed to just give in to the things of this world? Are we so groomed to be politically correct and I can't say this because I don't want to hurt this one's feelings and I, I'm going to keep my mouth shut and I'm just going to go along with it. I'm just going to, God, you know my heart, but I'm just going to go along with it. I got to look like this, but I really don't mean it. Or we can, can we be like, my son was up here this morning during praise and worship. Can we be? I don't care what anybody thinks. I don't care if it hurts their feelings. I don't care if they're mocking me and making fun of me. I know who my God is, and I'm going to stand firm, and I'm going to persevere. And if I want to praise, I'm going to praise. If I want to worship, I'm going to worship. And I'm worshiping my God, not your God, not who you think I should be worshiping, not doing what you think I should be doing, but I know who my God is, and that's who I'm going to worship. Amen? So they look at the king and say, don't even waste your time. Don't even waste another breath. And it angers the king. Verse 19, it says, Then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, and the expression on his face changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He spoke and commanded that they heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. They upset him. You know, when you don't do what the enemy wants you to do, when you don't do what the enemy expects you to do, when you go and say, I don't care if it's going to cost me my life, I'm still going to praise my God. I don't care if you're going to walk away from me. You can walk away, but my God said that never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. Uh, matter of fact, uh, the Apostle Paul said that I, he said, I'm convinced that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. David said, it was good that I was afflicted because I would have never kept your statutes if I wasn't. So the problem is with Christians these days is we don't preach the real word. We preach a cookie cutter word. We get up here and we preach a rainbow and unicorn sprinkle, go home and make you a Sunday word instead of what says the Lord, what the word of God says. We want you to feel good and welcome so you come back and if you burn and go to hell, that's on you. We're going to preach the word of God in this church. And the word tells me that i got to follow what this word says this morning. Amen? So, it's fun to get the devil riled up this morning. I don't know about y'all, but it's fun. I, I get bored when I ain't got an opposition to go against. I get bored when I just get sitting on my couch twiddling my thumbs. Ask my wife. When I'm home, I might sit down for a little bit, but I'm up doing something. I can't be still. I don't like being still. Because when I'm still, that's when my mind will start thinking. And then that's when I'll give him time to come in and start putting things in my mind. And I'm like, wow, Lord, as long as I stay busy. But anyway, heat it up seven times hotter, he said. 
And he commanded certain mighty men of valor who were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. Then the men were bound in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, and their other garments and were cast into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. So, these mighty men come and bind up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they're bound. So they can't do anything. Hands and feet are bound. And they've got all their clothes on. And, the, you know, they don't have the, the synthetic stuff like we have today. they got the real stuff. So it's real cotton, real wool. So, that, I mean, it's going to go up in flames when they go in this fire. I'm like, God, could it just at least let them, you know, strip them naked or something, throw them in there and just make it easier on them, you know, go make them suffer? Therefore, because the king's command was urgent and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. So, get this. The men that are throwing them in the furnace, they're not going in the furnace, but they're going throwing them in the furnace. The, those men, immediately, because it was so hot, because the enemy just really wanted to put it to him. He wanted to show him who he was, who his gods were, that I'm going to take y'all out today. Y'all didn't listen to me. You didn't do what I told you to do. You didn't do what I wanted you to do. You didn't give up. Or you, you, yeah, you didn't give up your beliefs. You didn't quit on your beliefs, and you wouldn't believe in me, so I'm throwing you in this fire. Are we willing to persevere even if it costs us our life? Even if it costs us our spouse? Even if it costs me my precious money in the bank, my pretty fancy car? Am I willing to persevere and say, yes, Lord, I know it's not popular. I know I'm not going to get a lot of votes for it. I know that, that a lot of people might not follow me, but I don't care who's following me because I'm following you. I'm standing on your word. I'm standing firm on what you've done for me, what I've seen you do for others. It's easy for me to believe that I know my God is faithful because my nine-year-old, when I look at him, I see Jesus all over him because there's no reasonable reason why he should be alive today. As many things as were wrong with him when he was born, as early as he was born, all the surgeries he had to go through before he was two years old, but the hand of God was on him. So he's a walking miracle every time I see that. So, Grant, that eye ain't nothing for God. Because if he can do everything that he did for Josiah, he's well able to do everything that you need him to do for you this morning. You just keep standing. And you just keep persevering. And if the doctors tell you you're crazy, you just laugh in their face and you just lift their hands. And anybody else tells you you're crazy, you just tell them who your God is. Amen? This morning. And I've seen everything that God's done for him. He's playing uh, tackle football for the first time this year. And about every practice he, we get done, he's like, Daddy, I don't know if I can do this. I, I want to quit. And I said, no. You can't quit now. 
You can't give up on this now. Because if you quit right now when you're 9 years old, when you're 29 years old, you'll be quitting. If you quit right now when you're 9 years old, every time something gets hard, or every time you don't get it on the first try, or every time it just ain't easy, you'll quit. You'll give up and you won't persevere. i got to teach them that. Because if I know this world will tell them it's okay just to give up, and then if you finish the 29th place, well, here's the trophy just for showing up. There's those trophies in the kingdom just for showing up this morning. we got to serve, and we got to worship our God, and we got to stand and not be moved and not be shaken. You're not going to pull me to the right. You're not going to pull me to the left because I know who my God is, and I know where my help comes from this morning. So the men that are throwing them in the fire literally die. Literally die because it's so hot. The men that are throwing them in the fire literally die because it's so hot. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished. And he rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of of the fire. Then answered and said to the king, True, O king. Look, he answered, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Mm. We in the Old Testament, there's no even there's not even a son of God yet that we know about. But I tell you what, when God gets on the scene, when Jesus gets on the scene, it don't matter what year it was in, who it was, you'll recognize him. Because even the demons had to fall down and obey him. Even the devils had to give up his due because they knew who he was. So they throw these men in the fire. And it says they weren't hard. They weren't hard. But they, they were loose. And they were dancing around in the midst of the fire, right? I said loose. And dancing around in the middle of a fire, which lets me know when I'm going through troubles, when I'm going through trials, I don't have to be bound up. I don't have to just sit there and twiddle my thumbs. Oh, God, please help me. I can dance my way through it. I can praise my way through it. And I don't have to go through it by myself because it just told me when they were going through the fire, he wasn't sitting up on a heavenly throne watching. He was right there in the middle of the fire with them. He was persevering with them, dancing through the storm with them, dancing through the flames with them. This morning. Amen? So anybody who's ever told you that you're going through it by yourself, they're a liar and there ain't no truth in them. Because my God said that He would never leave me. That He would never forsake me. And if I gotta go through it, He said, I'm gonna walk right through it with you. Matter of fact, sometimes, if I gotta go through it, He'll carry me through it. Amen? Because there's places I can't walk on my own. There's trials and troubles and tribulations that I can't go through on my own. That even my wife can't help me through. That Pastor Stacy, as full of Jesus and as full of the Holy Spirit as he is, he can't walk me through it. I need my God. I need the Son of God, the fourth man in the fire, walking with me through it. You know how the one he said, we know our God is able to save us. And even if he doesn't, let it be known. We don't serve you. We don't serve your gods. And we're not bowing down. Which leads me to believe that I'd rather die for him 
than live without his presence. Than live knowing I betrayed him. Than live knowing that I turned my back on him. Because he persevered. The Bible says that he endured the cross. That he took the cross. He took my sin. He took my shame. He could have called 10,000 angels to come and get him down. But he loved me enough that he said, no, I can't do that. And while they had him nailed to the cross and they're lifting him up. In the middle of them lifting him up. And after the brutal beating he's already taken. He says to his father. He says please forgive them. For they don't even know what they're doing. But even though they don't know what they're doing. I've forgiven them God. So can you please forgive them. I know it's not happening to you daddy. It's happening to me. But I've forgiven them. So I need you to forgive, forgive them too this morning. He endured it. The apostle Paul. Who wrote most of the New Testament. He endured shipwrecks. He endured being stoned. He endured was doing the persecuting, then endured persecution. And he said, to live as Christ, but to die as gain. He said, all this stuff I used to have that I thought was important, I count it all lost. I'm going to stand. Yes, I might get beaten with my best friend and be thrown into the bottom of a prison, but instead of sitting there whining and, wor and worrying and wondering, where are you, God? I'm going to start worshiping, and I'm going to start praising. Abraham endured. He endured for... Till 100 years old, till he finally had his son, till he finally had his promised son. And then what does God tell him to do? Go take him to the top of the mountain and sacrifice your son to me. And so when they get to the mountain, and this is Genesis 22, when they get to the bottom of the mountain, they, they say, y'all stay here. Me and the boy are going to the mountain to worship, which tells me that worship ain't slow or fast song. Worship ain't me shouting, my, shouting and throwing my hands in the air. Worship is obeying. What my God has called me to do this morning. And endure it. Even if I know it's going to cost me everything. Even if I know my wife might leave me tomorrow. Pastor Stacy might tell me to never come back. But I'm going to stand on this word. Because I know this is a good word. That he is the word. The Bible says that he's the word made flesh. And he dwelt among us this morning. And he endured it like a man. He took it like a human man. He could have took it like a, like a God. Because he was the son of God. He was 100% God and 100% man. And he could have just... Took himself off the hook. But he endured it anyway. He endured it anyway. So. Back to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then Nebuchadnezzar went near the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spoke saying. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Servants of the most high God. Come out and come here. See. When people see you go through the fire and you come out and not a hair on your head is singed, not a piece of your clothing smells like smoke. Matter of fact, you come out and you look better and the things that were binding you up and the things that were keeping you bound and the things that were holding you down, that's the only thing that's burned off because when you're gold, sometimes gotta, God's got to take you through the fire so we can get some things out, so we can get some impurities out. We were talking on, uh, on Tuesday and Mr., Mr. Vince brought this to my attention. They were talking to a refiner and they said, how do you know when it's refined? How do you know when the gold is pure gold? He said, when I can see my reflection in it. So God let them go through that fire. Let that stuff get burned off of them. And then said, you can come out now. I can see my reflection in you. Sometimes the reason we go through things is God said, I'm looking down. 
complexion's a little blurry on this one. I'm looking down, and I'm finding it real hard to see myself in this one. I want it. I want to be in him. Oh, God, I want nothing more. I got to take him through this fire. I got to refine him. I got to start getting some things out. Now, I don't know if what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had done up until this point. But I know whenever they were faced with the choice to fall down and worship this idol, fall down and obey the things of a human man king, they said, no. My God has been too good to me. And even though I'm in a foreign land, Surrounded by foreign gods. David said, I look my I lift my eyes to the hill. I know where my help comes from. It ain't these idols sitting up on hills. It ain't these kings that have exalted themselves in, in high places. My help comes from the Lord, the one who made heaven and earth. And he will not suffer my foot to be dashed against the rock. He does not slumber. He does not sleep. My Bible tells me that I won't be smitten by the moon by night or the sun by, sun by day shall not harm me. And then it goes on to say that he will preserve me. He will preserve me. So I'm preserved. So I've got all the ability in the world to persevere because my God has preserved me. I grew up in a small little country town in North Carolina. So I grew up and my mom, my grandma, they all canned their own vegetables. And they sealed it in. I've seen them do it a million times. I could write the steps down for you right now. It's ingrained in me. I don't need a book to show me. I've seen it done. And I'll go months and months and months and months later. Open it, pop that seal, because I love tomatoes and rice. And it's always some fresh tomatoes that she's canned for. And they tasted just as good six, eight months later as they did the day it was made. And there was no fake ingredients put into it. No preservatives. It was naturally preserved by the way they did it. God said, I've sealed you with the Holy Spirit. I put my stamp and my seal on you. You're preserved. I preserved your soul. Now when it's time to go through the fire, when it's time to stand up, when it's time for the rubber to meet the road, will you persevere? Or will you just give in and say, I feel like too much of an outcast. And I'm not, I want to be like the cool kids. I'm not popular enough. Or this group of people don't want to deal with me because I talk about the Lord too much. You can't talk about the Lord enough. Have y'all watched any news channel ever? Have you watched anything? All they do is talk about how bad it is, how bad it is, how bad it is, how bad it is. And if they do talk about Jesus, it's about some pastor who's in fell off the, 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 the out of... Don't even get me started. Anyway. Can we persevere? And know that if I persevere, that my God is well able. 
That I don't have to go through it alone. That I don't have to walk through the fire alone. That I don't have to go through anything, any trial, any tribulation. I don't have to go through it by myself. And as much as I love every one of y'all, if you turned your back on me, it might hurt for a little bit, but I'll be okay. But if I turn my back on him to make you happy, I could never live with myself. And that's what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said without saying it. He's kept us. We've seen so many of our friends that have died through all this enslavement. We've seen so much loss. And our God has kept us. And even though I'm enslaved, even though I'm in a, my, not in my own land, I'm worship, I see some king that I'm calling king that's not my king because God's my king. I know who my real king is. And I'm seeing all these idols and everything like that. I'm still pressing on. And even though I shouldn't be in charge of anything, I found favor with God. And because I found favor with God, I found favor with man. And I've been put in charge. King, even though you've been good to us, you're not him. And what he's done for me, you can't even begin to scratch the surface of it. Amen. So you do what you got to do, King. But I'm going to let my God do what I know he's able to. And even if he doesn't, I'm still standing. I'm still persevering. Even if it doesn't go the way I think it should go, I'm still standing. I'm still persevering. Even if everybody looks at me like, Job, you need to curse God and die. You've lost everything. No, he said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Can we have that kind of faith? Can we have that kind of trust? Can we have that kind of perseverance? Like Grant, even though I can barely see. I can still kind of see. And I know when I get to the other, it's on the other side of this, it ain't going to be just a little bit. What I could see before, I will see it again. Because what the enemy meant for evil, my God can turn it for good this morning. And what you meant to harm me, my God is going to use to show you exactly who he is. And he's not some fairy tale in a book wrote by some men thousands and thousands of year, years ago. He's the one who spoke creation. He's the, he's the one who said for the Red Sea to be parted and it was parted. He's the one who took me, who took you, dirt, dust, Nothing. And he formed us and he fashioned us. And he told Jeremiah, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. That's who our God is. Amen. And I see you going through the fire, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I'm sending the word. But I'm not sending it like this. I'm sending my son. And he's going to go through it with you. And they pull him out of the fire. And the king... Notice he said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God. Of the Most High God. Because he said, these gods I serve, they ain't close to the level that your God is on. Of the Most High God. They pull them out. Not a hair on their head is singed. Their clothes don't even smell like smoke. They ain't got one inkling that they have gone through fire. That they have gone through anything other than what was binding them up was burned off. And then Nebuchadnezzar, he, he praises God. And then he takes Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and exalts them even more. And it puts them over more things. The Bible tells me in 1 Peter chapter 5 that if we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, 
in due time, he will exalt us. See, as good as they were doing, they couldn't exalt themselves. And when the king said, oh, their God's with them, and I need him on my side, let me put them in a position. Let me put them in a position. This morning, just one question I have. Not can you persevere. I know you can. I know you can. Like the leper that came to Jesus in, in the book of Luke and said, I know that you can heal me, but are you willing? And he said, I am willing. Can you? Yes, you can. I know you can. I'm looking at some, some canners right now. They definitely can. But are you willing to say, God, like John said, I've got to decrease so that you can increase. I've got to put my pride to the side. I've got to put what I think people, what people think about me to the side. I've got to put how, how I want to look before people to the side and realize that it's all about pleasing you, God. Because at the end of the day, I don't, I don't care if I'm known by everybody in Morgan County or Georgia or the world. I want to be known by him. And I can't do that if I give in every time. I can't do that if I quit every time. I can't do that if I give up every time. There are so many Tuesdays where I've worked all day, gone to a, a football practice, and know that I've got to leave so we can make it to the jail by 7.30. There's so many times where I want to be like, Pastor, I don't know if I can go tonight. I'm tired. I'm going through this. And then it's just like, my spirit's like, what if the one that needs to hear the words you have it's a night. And you're going to stop because you're a little tired? I see my boys all the time. I spend a lot, a lot more time with them now than I, than, I ever, than I ever did. So I can't. Well, I need to spend some family time. You see them every day. And those guys that are in there that are bound up, depending on what week it is, they might only hear the word once every other week. And they're in there persevering. A lot, some of them fighting for their lives. And they still show up. When we get there at about 7.30, they come out and they have a smile on their face and are happy to see us. Sometimes we come in here and you ain't been in jail all week. And you were able to get in your car and come here. And you come in here and you got a frown on. You got your arms folded up while worship's going on. You got your nose in the air. It's like, whatever, whatever. But do you not realize what he's done for you? Do you not realize how good you have it that you can get in a car that you own and come to church? Because there's places that you would get killed that are in this world today. I'm not talking about thousand years ago. I'm talking about 2023. That if you have a page of the Bible, they'll throw you in jail and they'll kill you. And those people are persevering over there. They take the Bible in the underground church in China and they memorize it page by page. And once they have that page memorized, they fold it up and they pass it and exchange it with someone else. And then they, were, they memorize that. They can't just go down to the, the Christian bookstore and buy it. They've got to sneak it. But they said, I don't care if I'm in chains. They read Philippians where Paul said, it's obvious I'm in chains for Christ. But that's okay. I might be, might be physically in chains. But I persevered. And my mind and my heart and my spirit is freer than all y'all's. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, it might cost me my life. 
But if I turn my back on him, if I give in to you, is a life really worth living if I don't have him? If I don't have access, if I don't have his spirit, if I don't have his presence with me, or am I willing to persevere? Storms, are they going to come? Yeah. Troubles? Yeah. Jesus said in this world there will be troubles. But be of good cheer. Don't lose heart. I've overcome the world. Am I going to have to go through stuff that's going to make me uncomfortable? If you truly want to serve him, yeah. I tell people all the time, if you're going to be a Christian and really follow God, you're going to have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Am I going to have to go and talk to people who might be homosexual or something? Yeah. Go love them. Give them a hug. Tell them Jesus loves them. Don't go beat them down and beat them up and tell them how wrong they are. That's the wrong way to go about it. Go hug their neck and tell them that Jesus loves them. And persevere. They spit in Jesus' face. They plucked every beard out of his face. They mocked him. They made fun of him. And he still persevered. And he still endured the cross. And it almost cost Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego their life. And they still persevered. And Paul, they tried to take his life over and over and over and over again. And he still persevered. I don't see anybody trying to take anybody's life in here because of following Jesus. Maybe just take some of their status. Maybe just take some of their cool points away. But I'm sorry. Have it all. Because if I don't have him, I don't have anything. If I can't persevere and go through the storm, if every time a little trial comes, I got to curl up in the fetal position. Because I don't have him. I don't want what you got. I want what he has for me. Because... I'd rather die in his presence and fighting and preaching his word and telling people how good he is than to live one second on this earth without him. Because I gave in. Because I gave up. Because I preached a yay, yay, yay message. Let's We'll leave here. Nothing's going to change. Message. Because I preached a, something where you don't have to look inside and say, yeah, there's some things I might need to change. And I don't stand up here saying I'm perfect. Because i got a wife and a family that goes here. I'm married to the preacher's daughter. They can tell you I'm not. i got my own deal, my own issues. So please don't think of some holier than thou preaching to you this morning. Someone who has been through the fire, and I've been through the flood, and I've been through storms, and I've been through things. And I've had to fight, and I've had to persevere, and I had to keep my head up high. Even when I stepped away, you know what? He never walked away from me one time. Matter of fact, there were so many times where I should have been dead, or I definitely should have been in jail, and he kept me safe. And I didn't even want to have nothing to do with him. But he loved me so much that he said, no, 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 no. Not yet. Not your time yet. And he kept me. When I couldn't keep myself. When my mama was thousands of miles away. When I had nobody to lean on. He said, you can lean on me. You're going to be coming home soon. I know you are. Just lean on me. I stand before you now. I persevered, man. And I know there's still times I won't have to persevere. But it's worth it. It's 
it's worth it. If you're watching us uh, by media later on today or later on, just, man, just know that you're never alone. You're never fighting on your own. You never have to go through one trust, one trial, through the fire by yourself. He is with you. And if you will just persevere, if you'll just take one more step, if you'll just believe one more day, if you'll just keep following Him, and when He calls, you keep running, He'll bring you through every time. If He'll bring you to it, He'll bring you through it. I know that about Him. If you're watching and you're not saved, Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior and He died for you and you're His child whether you want it or not. He created you. And if you want to acknowledge it, please reach out to us through our media. We can have someone talk to you or get somebody to, to message back and forth with you and show you that He is the only way. We pray that you be blessed, that you have a wonderful week, and as always, Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of kings.